check it out. Hey, folks. It's time for some spaghetti. <laughs> it's the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network. And uh, this episode, we're talking about The Leftovers, Season 3. Episode, episode three. 3. Crazy three. White Fella Thinking. Wow, is what I got to say after seeing Episode 3. Scott, It's all about Scott Glenn, Kevin yep. Sr. There's a little bit of Matt and a little bit of Matt's wife. And a little bit of Lindsay Duncan, the new character, uh, Grace, in Australia. And she's fucking amazing. And he, please give this man every award that you can give him, Scott Glenn. What a performance in this week's episode. That was pretty bad, man. No, you didn't. That was pretty weak. Oh. I don't know if he'll be getting rewards anytime soon. It was really, I mean... It's called Crazy White Fella Thinking for a reason. Because if you remember in season one, he was in an insane asylum because he was hearing voices. And Kevin Jr. was kind of separating himself from him. The whole family was. Yeah. He was sort of like the black, not black sheep, but sort of black sheep. He was like sort of excommunicated from the family. Right. He went crazy. He was in an asylum. And then he breaks out. He was causing chaos right. in the town. Crashing, stealing cars and shit. Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah, he has an interesting backstory in the series so far well and when last we saw him kevin in that episode when he dies and goes into that hotel place purgatory whatever it was he sees him in the on the tv in the hotel room Mm -hmm. and he tells and his father tells him he's in perth australia high on devil's tongue yeah (laughs) yeah and then he tells that same story this episode from his perspective to Christopher Sunday, the guy that he wants to be taught the final song. It's like a yeah. He has a song, every Aboriginal tribe song from one place to the other. He has it on a big map. Right. And he's basically being sort of kicked out of every township in the outback of Australia because you know you, you're he's like poaching songs from the. Yeah, why know, does he need the songs again? Because he, he has to sing his way to stop the flood from coming. That's what he thinks. Well, because he's got this recording device that. It it's w- a tape player. It's a tape. Yeah, tape yeah well, it's an old recording device. Player. Yeah. yeah. And it's from 1981 when Kevin Jr. was a little boy, and he had recorded everything on this trip. They went to Niagara Falls. And on that trip, he made – Kevin Sr. made the rain stop by singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> yeah, just on the tape. It's on the tape. You don't. They don't cut to that or anything. It's just this tape he's listening to throughout the episode, and he comes to the conclusion that he now has to use that same logic that was on the tape yeah. to try to save the world from a potential flood, because he was saved by what was it a bird or something pecking his back, and it was pecking yeah this pecking tape. the tape. So yeah. he thought that that tape was the chosen tape. Right. I didn't rewind it's it. I didn't fast forward it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why thinking? Well, it's not just that. It's like crazy sort of disillusioned, tortured people thinking. Right. Because when you hear Grace, her horrible story of thinking well, bef- her kids departed. Right. And- Before we get to that, I mean, so he's on this quest. I mean, he's on these crazy quests. We fir- we see yeah. him out in the, you know, outback, the man. outback doing like an Aboriginal dance and singing. And they arrest him because apparently not, you're not. Yeah, it's against a lot to take away tribal or yeah, Aboriginal. Because they stuff. own it and they don't have their own 
fucking lawyers and shit. So it's like poaching almost or something. Yeah. Just if you're like a white guy from a different community or, you know. Well, America. and they do a very funny sort of, because he meets this woman who's a liaison to all the Aboriginal folks and, and he, and she gives him shit for trying to steal well, there's his there's a stuff. wanted poster of him. Right. In her office and he's like smooth talking her and chatting her up and then she eventually like turns around and sees him. And yeah. He's like, oh, you, you can't be here. And he just like snatches the address of Christopher Sunday. But before that, he said, she's like, you did this, you did that. And he said, yeah, what about when you guys all stole the Aboriginal kids? And she goes, we apologize. We apo- yeah, we apologize. Dude, the for Australians that. are the worst to the Aboriginals, is anybody. I know. But the guy, kidding? he goes on this quest to find this guy, Christopher Sunday, one of the elders. And mm-hmm. that dude's played by a very well known. Australian Aboriginal actor named David Gulpilly. He was in mm-hmm. um, like Crocodile Dundee, Rabbit Proof Fence, a whole bunch of stuff. You'd recognize him instantly. And mm-hmm. he's sits. He he basically kind of holds him captive. Not really, but I mean, he sits there with. Talk about Scott Glenn holds. Him yeah, captive, and yeah. he he's not holding him captive, but he tells him a crazy white man story. Yeah, he tells him the story about how he thinks he needs to save the world by singing, and that's why he <laughs> wants his song. And he's like, "Well, my song's about making the rains come, not keeping them from going away, or trying to keep them at bay." He's like, "Well." What do you want me to do? And he's like, basically, you want to stop the rain? Start there. And he has a leaky AC. Yeah. <laughs> so he agrees to f- try to fix the AC unit in exchange for the song. While doing so, mm. he falls because he sees the woman pull up. And he falls off and lands on Christopher Sunday, apparently. And he ends up dying. Yeah. He ends up, like, killing him. The dude dies on the way to the hospital or something. But because... on the way to the hospital in the ambulance, he spins more craziness. And the ambulance, the EMT dude... Kicks him out. Yeah. Into, into the, the yeah. great outdoors. With a pair of crutches. Because he had hurt himself falling off the roof. Yeah. So he's on these crutches. It's ba- it's so funny because it's almost like the freaking the last... The Jews and, uh, you know, walking the desert for 40 years right. or whatever it is because he f- hurts his his legs hurt and then he finds this guy and the guy sets himself on fire and like oh, self-emoliates or whatever fucking it's called and we think it's because because the guy says I, I didn't get to go or they didn't take me they didn't take me and we think we're they're talking about what nora is going to australia for um that quest to try to find, to go to where the people who departed are. Yeah, but Scott Glenn thinks he's talking about just the departure. Right. He's like, hey, man, a lot, they didn't take all of us, man. You're not unique. Or right, right. Don't, don't worry. But he was really saying, because he asks him, he's like, if you, would you kill a baby if you could cure cancer? If it would cure cancer, would you kill a baby? And Scott Glenn goes, no. And he's like, that's what I said. And then he sets himself on fire and burns alive. Yeah. And then his car blows up. So I'm sure that's one of the screening questions that they get before they get to do that super secret departure fucking uh experiment or, right you know that what's her name's going to australia for and he even says when he talks to matt he's like i don't want kevin anywhere near australia he has some reason he doesn't want kevin to come to australia yeah and he also oh, yeah. gets a copy of Kev- of matt's book and doesn't like it but this is a rewind as they do yeah this, this is, is sort of like okay this was happening over here while we saw this going on back in miracle texas because it ends with uh them killing the australian kevin and him coming out of the house. Like, right. What are you ladies up to? And I really thought they had gotten to know each other up to that point. It sort of seemed that way. But he is just waking up out of what is like an induced coma or an induced, you know, or just he was on an IV drip because he gets bitten by a snake. Yeah. Like he, he has gets a really rough day. <laughs> then he finds himself 
he finds this giant crucifix and sort of lays himself up against it mm. and he's sort of in this like angel pose and that's where the grace lady finds him hey yanni <sighs> I've been up since five a.m. Oh, all That's right. I'll give me. you. I'll excuse you for that. I've been drinking wine. But they, but they do that thing that they do so brilliantly with the writing. In they that sort of meet up and yeah. they well, they explain in such a clever way. So mm-hmm. it, in episode two, which was about Nora, and then it ends in the Australian with the women introducing Grace and these other that whole women. Thing. Right? Yeah, you don't know who the fuck they are at first. They're yeah. looking for Kevin, the police chief, mm-hmm. and we assume that. The father has met up with them and told them. Like, to we don't know Kevin. how that's ha- transpired. Why or how? Or, yeah, no. But as we find out in this episode. It's a lot more random. It's like he's holding a piece of paper of the book Matt wrote. And she reads it and thinks it's a sign of the new Messiah. Because that's where her kids were found all dead. Right. Because her husband departed and she was like in town. Mm. And they lived by themselves like way out in the outback and so the kids tried to make it out on foot because they were stranded and they didn't have a phone and she thought that the kids had departed already so she didn't go looking for them and it wasn't until they like found the literal bones of these kids yeah they literally just died five kids they died of probably dehydration or starvation yeah so that was and that was a a wonderful performance by Lindsay. yeah because it's all done through a monologue Yeah, yeah it's all explained through a monologue and so she's like uh She's like, I just fucked up. I know it's not true. And it sort of ends with him saying, no, it, it is true. You just found in the wrong Kevin. Yeah. Because she's like, I thought I was going to put him underwater and he was going to test my faith and then sort of show me the way because of the book I read, the page right. I read in your hand. Because she finds him where the kids were found, the right. dead children were found. So it's all, it's all this sort of like weird, like hope and faith speculative stuff that people are finding connections where there aren't any Mm -hmm. but then you're like but maybe there are some and then it explains that there's not and then you're like but then maybe there is some so it's it's that walks that fine gray area between like the faith of religion Mm -hmm. and then the reality behind the faith right and like so is it because as soon as you think oh it's just another crazy person then he's like no no there's a real kevin and he exists and he doesn't die you know and he's not only you still kind of think they're crazy but then it also she says she's like i sound a bit crazy yeah and he says no you don't but it does seem to tag back to that very beginning of episode one of season three when we see that sort of puritan community with yes. in the old days and the, whenever it was it looks going like going out in the rain thinking that the, the giant flood's gonna come and it keeps not yeah. coming or something it's all i know we're coming back to that and, yeah oh yeah that there's gonna be some sort of wild reference yeah like, oh it all makes sense especially the thing with the the freaking like old old what's her name old nora at the end of the first episode oh, yeah. that has not been explained and then she's like do you know someone named kevin and she's like no and it's this old, old version nora. of nora like where the fuck is that going to be tied into how like what the fuck is going on and i'm guessing next episode they're actually going to get to australia and the and the girl the the old nora's name is sarah Right, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know, know the significance know. of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not holding my breath. I'm sort of still very comfortably watching the show because uh, the knowledge I have sort of. I don't know. I, I'm wondering if it's going to be some weird thing like connecting with the perfect stranger dude, where they send where ultimately when people departed, they went off into the future or something. 
and Sarah's and that, like her granddaughter. Old? No. That's why she's old? Or like, grand, or, or maybe, or she's, no, she didn't depart, but maybe it's like her kids who departed went to the future and they had a kid named Sarah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's the same. I'm on a wild know. goose chase with that thought. But, yeah, that's quite wild. But I don't know. It's the leftovers. You never know what, what this is all going to mean in the end, but I'm assuming we're going to find out. Oh, we'll find out. And yeah. I feel like we'll be completely blindsided uh, by the whole thing. Yeah, well, I just want to say that if it does turn out to be that, I said it first. I have a pretty strong feeling. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. It might just be blind faith. <laughs> I have a pretty strong gut feeling that it will not be that. All right. But, All right. Yeah, good guess. Should write some fan fiction there. Oh, shut up. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a great episode. I mean, and it was very... It all rested on the shoulders of Scott Glenn's acting chops, which are yeah, it's formidable. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's incredible, and he's been doing it for probably fifty years or some shit. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, if you've never seen his performance in the right stuff, which is about the first group of folks and the Mercury to go off uh, into space, you yeah. should because that's he's he played Alan Shepard and oh yeah, he's amazing. But this and is, this is uh, quite an episode, yeah. Yeah, and I mean the monologues he goes through in this, you know. The, well, yeah, telling the story to Christmas, Chris- Christmas, Christmas <laughs> Sunday, Christopher Sunday. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it is a fun episode, and I am definitely excited to see how many more twists and turns they can throw at us before they start wrapping stuff up. Because yeah, it's been three episodes, and two episodes have been like solely character driven. Yes, so there's only seven episodes left in this whole season, like seven or eight, and. uh they're gonna have to keep like building us up, but eventually they're gonna have to start going into this. You know what's behind all this right. stuff, and they potentially do, though. wrap it up in seven episodes. Like they couldn't do another full character driven episode. I guess they couldn't. I, I mean, mean, they might. Maybe I don't know who's it gonna be about next. I feel like they have to get to Australia sooner than later. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're going next week though. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, they they've already really know what they're doing. It's just it, as a viewer. You're sort of like, where, how will they sort of connect these things? But that's what's so cool about it. Because if you're a fan, you trust that they will. If you don't, if you didn't trust, like, this is what happened with The Strain, and we've talked about this before. You lose faith with the show because it starts violating its own rules of. Well, The Strain wasn't like tying stuff up very in a a satisfying way. Right. So you don't have faith with them. No, no. and the things that the rules sort of change, and the the island has vampires on it, but they're still open during the day with like right. some people have fairies. working businesses yeah and like some they're don't. selling pizzas and, and there's monsters yeah. <laughs> there's literally like vampires in the fucking apartment hallways there's a guy like pizza yeah it's like a fucking vampire <laughs> zombie monster parasite thing i know like, okay that was really disappointing because i really liked it in the beginning and i wanted to i continue. wanted to continue to like it because cory stole fucking walter frey you know i know good enough cast you know the the russian dude Guillermo del toro Guillermo del toro yeah and they wrote this a comic book for god's sakes you know it's interesting source material i haven't actually read but you know it's yeah not but so i mean that with this it's the opposite because mm-hmm. they do all these things where you're kind of like fuck that doesn't make any sense like if you came into the show without context it would be although i almost want to say you could watch this episode without context just but the strength of the acting performances. And there are a few of those episodes, but you don't yeah. want to. You want to no, go back to the beginning because yeah, it's so yeah. good. And it's only three seasons. It's two seasons before this, and it's much more satisfying right. to have seen everything leading up to this. 
It really is. I mean, you could watch it as a standalone thing, but I wouldn't even recommend people starting with the third season because it's the final season. No. And there's only no. two seasons that you'd have to watch, and you really don't know like where they left off because it picks up where they left off in the second season. It's not like they start in Australia, right. like whole new world three years later. Yeah. We all live in Sydney, you know, so definitely you should watch it. You know, watch it in sequence for sure. But if you become a fan like we have, then you completely just go with whatever they throw at you. Yeah, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. That's why I look forward to watching the show every week, yeah. uh, weekly. You know, it's a fun to tune in every week for this show. Versus binging, yeah. Versus binging. I mean, you know. Even though we just told people to binge it. Well, but. you should binge the first two seasons, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it is fun, this show in particular, to watch it week by week. Yeah. And uh, I, I will see that through to the end of the series because it's almost over. I got to say, watching this and the contrast between this and Walking Dead now, it really just shows you the weakness of Walking Dead. It's yeah, like, Walking Dead doesn't hold the same weight it did two, no. two seasons ago, three seasons ago. And I mean, we've always sort of had in and outs, in, the, in and out of love with Walking Dead right. for the past five seasons, even since the second season, really. It's yeah, been this sort of love hate relationship. Yep. For sure, since Frank Darabont left the show uh but i feel like i don't have i don't get as angry at walking dead when i'm not satisfied by it and that's a bad sign yeah like when we weren't satisfied in the second and third season, we're like what the fuck and why are they doing right, this right. and when will they find sophia but now it's like uh yeah i've come to express uh, expect to, to to be underwhelmed by the show and it hasn't let me down yet. <laughs> and that's kind of a problem because I don't really give a fuck. Well, the payoffs used to be like you mentioned Sophia w- made us crazy that they were still searching for her forever. But then that episode where they find her is one of the best episodes ever. Yeah. I mean, that was an incredible episode. I mean, it took long enough to get there. Yeah, and we were pissed. But like there we don't like this la this the end the finale of the season seven. It was like okay. Was it seven? Yeah, it was seven. Yeah, they're um, going on eight seasons now. It was a fucking bummer. It was it was kind of stupid too. Yeah, it was stupid. It and was unremarkable. So this, in contrast, it's just like wow. This is incredible writing, mm-hmm. incredible performances, and you really feel like they have a they have an end. I mean, they have an end. Clearly, which but it feels good. Have an end. It feels good that you know there's an end coming, and you trust the creators and writers with the sort of you know coming yeah to to the end of the story having it be satisfying for the viewers too because i think that's important i think you got to do that to the oh yeah fans. don't drag it out don't just yeah. give us like fucking superlative fucking <laughs> <laughs> action and the like, wine's starting to like sink genre in. action you know yeah just for no reason without any like you know real plot lines yep well just interesting original plot lines you know Yes. So that happens when you push 10 seasons on the same fucking post-apocalyptic world. Boo. Boo. But anyway. So The Leftovers, that was season three, episode three, and we'll be back for episode, episode four. four. Yes. Thank episode you. four, fucker. Fucker. <laughs>